Hey everyone, welcome to the New City Church Podcast, and welcome today to episode number 11 of Ask Pastor Joel. Each week we take questions concerning the previous week's sermon from New City Church, or even just a burning biblical question that's weighing on someone's heart. And of course today I have in the studio with me, Pastor Joel. Hey brother. Hey man. Good to see you again today. Yeah, good to be here. Awesome. So our question today comes from Liz. Um, And her question is, I know that we can righteously judge brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're not able to, uh, sorry, we're not able to judge the unsaved, right? And if so, what does that look like? Okay, great question. Um, Wow, this one gets used a lot. um, And a lot of non-believers like to throw this scripture around and a lot of compromising Christians like to throw the scripture around, and, and I think we can pretty much say that everyone who is sort of um, sporting this as their life verse is probably in some sort of deep compromising sin, or they are in favor of some sector of society that is in some deep compromising sin. Uh, that's just my observation, and I think would probably be the observation of others. Scripture speaks a lot about judging. Um, It's all through the scriptures. God is the judge. He is the supreme judge. It is him before whom we will all give an account. Um, Christ himself is the judge. Revelation describes him in such a depiction that would give, would strike fear on anyone's faces, believer or non-believer, um, because he is the judge with flaming eyes of fire. So I just start think, thinking about the, the the non-Christian world that would say, "Wait, you're not supposed to judge me." Um, well, in, in the, well, what would you, is it better that Christ be your judge? I mean, he's the one with the flaming eyes of fire. I don't even have flaming eyes of fire. Like you want him to? Okay, it's not a better scenario that Christ is the judge. He's going to be more strict. So I'm sorry. That's just my. We'll just put that out there first. And now, now let's just come back, okay? Because this is the scripture that generally um, begins to get, get out of control here. So, and there's several parallel. Matthew 7 and verse 1 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Then it goes on to another very famous section why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay attention and and pay attention no attention to the plank in your own eye so clearly this is talking about not being hypocritical about other people's sin while ignoring your own and i think what immediately gets disregarded is you could have christians who are very aware of their own sin and then also lovingly pointing out what is a clear def, def, uh rebellion against the the law or the will of God in somebody else's life, and then they use this verse. What this verse is saying is, is be careful how you judge. When you judge, the same level of judgment is coming back on you, but nowhere does it say, don't judge at all. When you take the entire teaching of Christ, if in fact, if you go just a few uh, verses later, Jesus is instructing his disciples on how to discern the fruit of of people's lives. So when he says, you will know a good, free, a good tree by its fruit, you'll know a bad tree by its rotten fruit, um, discern those things. Discern whether who you're dealing with is a wolf in sheep's clothing by the fruit of their life. And in, and in order to do that, you have to, you have to judge. So to answer your question, Liz, 
it is, it is right that we have the ability to discern and even bring a type of judgment in the sense that we are saying there is evil and there is good, there is right and there is wrong, and that takes some sort of judgment. Where it is not our place to judge, which I think you are inferring, is it's not our place to condemn anybody. Somebody who is outside of Christ or walking outside of the will of God, you would never say, you, you would never judge them in the sense of a final judgment pronouncing them to damnation and condemnation. But to say that a person has uh, defied the clear teaching of Scripture and that they are in sin is what it means to preach the gospel. To bring the good news of Christ to a sinful world requires the acknowledging that there is sin in this world. And so where there is a lot of fear, uh, fear-mongering by, by certain groups of people today to say you can't judge anybody or say that anybody's wrong, you must accept them for who they are, that's just not biblical. Now, you might accept them as a human and say you are a human and you are valued in the eyes of God and I love you as a fellow human, but because of my love for you, I'm going to tell you that this is wrong and God hates this. And by bringing in the thought of uh, Matthew 7 and others, others like it, you can say, I also know I'm a sinner, but I've repented of my sin by the grace of God. And I've turned to Christ, my Savior, and He has saved me and He's forgiven me of my sin. So by bringing, somebody, bringing up to somebody that they are in sin or that they've done something uh, or they're walking outside of the will of God, uh, in no way do we ever have to be afraid that that is breaching um, some sort of... Uh, um, prohibiting of not judging others. But I would at the same time caution you, and we should, be, we should be cautioned, that how we speak to other people, how we approach other people, need, should be done in love and with a lot of grace, which is why Jesus puts in here, make sure you're doing it with a lot of introspection too. That causes us to be far more gracious to people. Um, so I, I don't think that there's any person, biblically, that we should not discern whether their life um, is in line with God's will or not. I mean, I think that's the most loving thing that we can do. The attitude that we do it makes a difference, um, and so do it with a lot of humility. Don't be somebody who's just constantly casting stones and throwing stones and judging people like, like that, um, but being guarded by God's Word, being uh, planted and rooted in the truth, letting the gospel and God's word humble you um, as you bring God's truth to, to other people, whether they're believers or, or non-believers. Hope that helps, Liz. Yeah. Um, so just to clarify, um, is, there any, is there any difference between how we judge or whether we judge, um, you know, brothers and sisters versus um, people who are not saved or, like, you know, blatantly unsaved? I think that um, the way... What, we are constantly supposed to keep our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The truth has already been enlightened upon them, and, and they know the truth, and being the body of Christ requires us to call each other to repentance, um, to bear each other's burdens. Um, when a brother has, uh, Galatians 6 says that when somebody has been overtaken, you who are spiritual, restore them in the spirit of meekness. That's going to require you to go to that person and say to them, hey, you're in sin, but doing it meekly, calling them to repentance, doing it in a humble way. We're not called to do that with non-believers. The way we're called to 
speak with non-believers, those who are outside of the faith, is to bring them to the gospel that will save them. Um, if in the process they say, um, you're not supposed to judge me, I think you just have to sort of disregard that in a, in a way. Um, don't let it uh, deter you from what the scripture says, that by telling them to repent of sin is not judging them. That's generally what they say. And so there is a difference. Uh, one, we are constantly called to discern, to protect, and to guard our brothers and sisters um, within the local church from sin and destruction. Um, and doing that with the Word of God and with prayer and with counsel and discipleship, all of these things. Of course, so that would be the major difference. Um, if you have a friend or a family member who's outside of Christ, then, of course, that would be different. You're, you're praying for them in a different manner. You're praying that they would come to faith and repentance and be part of the family of God. Um, and so I think there'd be some clear differences there on how you treat each of those scenarios. Right. Yeah. yeah. Both with love, though. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think so. Hopefully it makes sense for, for Liz. Um, you know, her, her question, her situation. Um, so yeah. Thanks Joel. Yeah, man. Good. So yeah, Liz, hope, hopefully that was, uh, that was helpful for you. And, uh, and I, and I, I know the specific situation going on. So I hope, uh, Lord uses that to, um, to just work, work in, work in your life. So yeah. Um, if you have a question, um, you know, someone listening to this, uh, we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your question. Um, so you can text us any question you have that you'd like Pastor Joel to answer, any uh, any question on the Bible or faith or um, what have you. You can text text us your question to two zero seven seven nine zero one nine five five, and Lord willing, we'll answer your questions in future episodes. And we hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we'd love for you to continue to check out episodes like these. So to stay connected with us, hit the follow or the subscribe button at the top of our page. And also make sure to give us a review as it helps us out a lot with getting our Christ-centered content out on these platforms. So that's all we have for today. We hope you have a blessed weekend and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the New City Church Podcast. For more content from New City Church, check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms, or if you want to find our gathering times, location, or any other information about New City, check out our website at www.bathnewcity.church. We hope to have you join us next episode.